0: The Pentagon has officially confirmed UFOs, so what effect, if any, will this have on Christianity? Welcome to Kingdom of the Lagos and thank you for joining us. This is a Christian program of critical thinking and adventure, and today we have a lot of exciting segments for you. And we really do appreciate you joining us today. We're going to be discussing UFOs. We're going to be talking about some scripture, some really, really intense wild animals, and even the craziness that goes on when people are left at home for too long. So thank you again for joining us. I'm Pastor Jay Dylan Proctor, and there are a few others here with me in the studio.
1: I'm Pastor Amanda Sparrow.
0: And I'm Pastor Mike Proctor. And today... I know we have several good Nazarenes out there who are familiar with the holiness today, but we always start off our programs, now that we're back into the multi-segment format, with unholiness today. <laughs> because there are so many things that go on in the world that are unholy, but nonetheless, we need biblical wisdom, we need guidance, and we've got our clergy crew here to discuss this. And those of you in the audience, send us your thoughts, questions, and comments. So beginning in unholiness today, we have a story where a jaguar fights a caiman. Let's just go right into this footage, and we'll see what's going on. And by the way, this is why I don't have cats or alligators as pets. (laughs) So, if you were to imagine a jaguar fighting a caiman, which is a type of alligator or crocodile, this may not unfold the way you think that this unfolds. You'd think the little fuzzy animal would be the um, underdog in this fight, but that's not the case. throwing in some scripture while we look at this. Um, In the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 2, it says, The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but it had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. Those who are listening to the audio version of the podcast, what you just saw was a jaguar come leaping out of the bushes, diving down into the waters and snatching up a caiman, which is a vicious, vicious reptile, tearing it around and carrying it out of the water. It killed the caiman. So again, either the book of Revelation is being fulfilled by this or the truth of its fulfillment will be far more powerful than we have ever known. You know, Samson, back in the book of Judges, he uses the jaw of a donkey to slay his enemies. But imagine the devastation that he could have wreaked had he possessed the jawbone from this jaguar's maul. And on that note, maw is a word that I could appreciate returning to our common vocabulary in English. Um, maw meaning just a—have y'all not heard the word maw before? It just means a powerful jaw of a oh, vicious beast. Okay. Yeah, Um, But Amanda, you found an interesting description of caimans that was also noteworthy.
1: Yeah. So a caiman is an alligatorid crocodilian, um, which is just fantastic. We were trying to figure out if it was a crocodile or an alligator. It's neither, but it is related to both. So it's an alligatorid crocodilian, (laughs) which is just fun. Yes,
0: it is neither and both. (laughs) So Amanda, we saw this. Mm Mm-hmm. This really is a powerful beast. This reminds us that on this side of Eden, life can be very, very dangerous. Amanda, can you give us the holiness response? What does this clip tell us about where we live in God's creation?
1: Well, I think to your point, yeah, life is very dangerous. And also life is unexpectedly dangerous. Um, You wouldn't think Um, that a cat, a feline, would, like, look at a creature in the water, one of the most powerful creatures in the water, and be like, yes, dinner, awesome, great choice. Um, And I'm going to go swimming to defeat it in its natural habitat in order to kill it and eat it, along with all of its buddies. And I don't know if you noticed in the the video that was shown, there were other uh, caimans around, and they all scattered. Like, they knew this was a threat. Um, One didn't scatter fast enough, obviously. But I think, like, there's something so shocking about it that often in our lives we kind of anticipate certain dangers and certain threats and it's the ones that sometimes we never considered that that come at us and that can really do some terrible damage.
0: Yeah, we often think that we're so big that sin, which is a crouching predator, won't get us. But sin is like this cat. You may think that you're an alligator and the cat won't have you. That is not the case. The cat, again, this is why I don't have cats um, or alligators. Um, But to your point, this also reminds us how blessed we are that evidently reptiles aren't very smart because if the alligators the caimans the crocodiles they work together they could nip this problem because that's probably not the first time a jaguar has done that it's probably not the first time that jaguar has done it it, yeah yeah um they could nip that problem in the bud by working together but the others are like hey there were 10 of us now there are nine that's how life is yeah oh well we move along they look like they were swimming away from uh, experience (laughs) yes yes (laughs) So, Pastor Mike, what are your thoughts on this? What does this tell us about creation?
2: Well, again, uh, creation—we we we do have the something to look forward to where the the lion lay, lies down with the lamb. But th- the kingdom of God has broken through, where we have a vision of peace and things. But the truth is, we still live in a world that is fallen, where there are predators uh, out to get one another. And including you. So I think I think this is a good example of saying the kingdom has broken through. We have something to look forward to, but it's not here yet. We're still <laughs> living in a very broken world.
0: Yeah, and that's something which really should be hashed out. We are still living on this side of Eden. You know, I know we have a lot of luxuries in the world, and we think that nothing can get us. There are real predators out there to get you spiritually, physically, and it all wants you. Sin wants you. You're not too big and too bad to say well I don't need God. I don't need to worry about sin. It can come for you and also there are things in life that will remind you that you are a mortal creature and there are violent things out there.
1: Quick question. You're using the phrase um, this side of Eden. Are you saying this side isn't after the original Eden or this side of the new Eden? Um, Or both?
0: (laughs) A a little bit of both but mostly this side where God says the Garden of Eden is no longer here for you to just walk into you mm-hmm. are a fallen creature you are walking out so when i say this side of Eden, i'm referring to fallen creation yeah. as uh-huh. in the the lot of humanity who has
2: been set outside as a result of sin well you know I, I think you know we live in a place where life is now because of sin uh, It it is you know death has entered into the world and life is very fragile and even into these two apex predators, as much as you said it was a surprise, so to speak, that the cat devoured the the crocodile, it it could have been the other way around very uh, easily. Very easily. I mean, it, this easily. was a very someone was not going to be very. Isn't, someone's having a bad day, <laughs> and uh, to yes. say it at, at at very least.
1: All right.
0: So moving on in unholiness today, we've got another story for you that hopefully. Actually, I'm not going to say hopefully. I was going to say maybe we can relate more to this, but I'm not here to rate out what's worse, the jaguar versus the caiman or what we're getting into. So for next up in unholiness today, we have a reporter who was busted for not wearing pants. Now, God comes us. God comes to us in the book of Job, chapter 38, verse three, telling us, gird up your loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and thou wilt answer me. However, We have many people who do not want to answer to God, but rather the spirit of the age. The spirit of the age comes to us and says, sit in your underwear at home, and we'll call you up right on your computer. We'll give you a call right on your couch, right there in your home, and you can talk on live television to the whole world in your underwear. (laughs) So an ABC reporter was reporting from his home. He was broadcasting live from his house, and he didn't realize that he wasn't wearing pants and that it was visible. So this happened. Now... A more interesting fact about this, in my mind, is that the guy's name is Will Reeve. He's Christopher Reeve's son, the famous actor playing Superman. Um, But whenever we look at this, I'm reminded with the question, are we lowering the bar as a society, or is this just an innocent mishap? Um, Pastor Amanda, give us the holiness response to this. Is this your average depravity, (laughs) or is this... um, advanced depravity
1: you know i think a part of me wants to say it's just kind of average mistakes can happen but there were so many moments in that man's day and all and i think a lot of people because i've heard not just with COVID 19 and we're doing a lot more things through teams and Video chats or whatever, or Zoom or whatever the medium is. But I mean, I knew students when I was going through college that had to do video interviews back home, maybe if they were looking for a summer internship or with other things that would do stuff like this. So this is not a new phenomenon. So, in that sense, it is a very average thing to do. But there were so many steps in that young man's day where he should have like stepped back and been like, hmm. You know, like, maybe I'm not close enough to my desk. Maybe, because when you turn your video camera or your computer on to do a video chat, it always gives you an option of whether you want to check the camera angle. Like, there were just at so many points where he could have realized this was a bad idea that I'm almost starting to wonder, was this a publicity stunt? Was this, like, accidental, but not really? Because, again, like, so many things can go wrong with technology and so many things can go wrong in our day that why not would, why wouldn't you try For everything within your control to make sure it's right and one of those things would be to put pants on so like i'm really struggling with like is this just a dumb mistake or were you just seriously that ignorant of how many things could go bad um i don't know i really don't know what to do with him i feel bad for him but at the same time i don't because he could have there were so many choices he could have made before that moment to make it not happen so um and again just i think we can all learn from this You know, um, John Krasinski is doing some good news, and he kind of plays off of this. Like, every episode he does at the end of it um, is he gets up from his table, and you realize, oh, he was wearing, like, one of his little daughter's tutus, or he's wearing funky-looking you know, swim shorts, but he does it purposely to be funny. So we all know this mistake can happen, so let us all learn from it. And if you ever do anything online, even if you think they can't see your bottom half, put... Pants on. <laughs> well,
0: to the point, relating back to the whole deal with the Cayman and the jaguar, we think that there are only certain things that matter in life. That this is not even on the table. Whether or not I wear pants, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Um, like you might be a Cayman and think, you know, it's a fuzzy kitty cat. It's not on the table. It doesn't matter. But stuff that doesn't matter ends up mattering. Yeah. Um,
2: Pastor Mike, your thoughts on this? I think, uh, well, again... I don't know. I'm not going to beat him up too bad. I, I think, but I, what I really want to look at is the, the, the uh, really reflection of what we, we're seeing here. Not, not uh, I think his name is Will Reeves, not, not him, not anything to do with the, the, the actual network or anything. But a lot of times we see, you know, what we see on TV is not exactly what we're, is there. Yeah. Um, What we see in people's lives, they put their best foot forward in front. But once you get below the surface, we see a lot of things. And so I think this is a warning um, or or at least a reflection. You need to be aware that not everything you see and view and perceive is exactly what's happening. And so, um, yeah, we see a lot of people that are very nice on the on the. Surface, but once you get to know them, they're they're quite not with the sin. Yeah, there, there's a beast nature is beneath. still covered with attractiveness, and yeah. uh, you know if you look a little deeper, then perhaps it's not. And you know you can't fool God. God knows exactly what your heart is like and what's going on, and uh, you can't be behind the can't hide behind a desk. Yeah, from God. and
0: one last thing about this because we're up against a, a segment break, we got to get to UFOs. I think the arrow. Pointing at his absence of pants in this picture might be the most honest <laughs> reporter in America right now. You've, you've got a... The arrow, it tells you everything you need. It's already, like, there for you to see it, but the arrow's there to help you
2: out. The arrow, it is the... the Those were honest. not just khaki pants. I, yeah. I'm arrow, with Amanda 100%. I don't know if this was an accident or you know got busted i think it was uh maybe yeah. pre-planned
0: <laughs> no, we we do not deserve the arrow pointing at bill reeves absence of pants we don't deserve that that's no, not the you. journalism we deserve um no, that that's a. all right so let's get on to our next segment we'll be back here in a second and thank you for joining us Alright, I do appreciate everyone's attendance today and coming to spend some time with us here at Kingdom of the Lagos. We're going to talk about a very serious conversation because something was dropped last week that is pretty much, it should be the news story of a decade, if not like a half century. So, you always hear about kooks and stuff talking about UFOs and things like that, which are always portrayed as really being out there, but... The Pentagon has come out and officially confirmed some UFOs and they put out some footage and they've said, Look, we don't know what this is. Now, of course, they're the Pentagon, so they won't use the word UFO anymore, so now it's unidentified aerial phenomenon like UAP. (laughs) Which doesn't that run off roll off the tongue really well, Amanda? It
1: sounds like one of those bad jokes you told in middle school. Like you were trying to get someone to say something you thought was so funny. And so you yeah. Like you had to spell ICUP or whatever. Like that's what it sounds like. It's that kind of level of maturity right and also
0: <laughs> it's not that good no it's like, not it what, it's middle things. school it's level
1: it's it's
0: well let's show the footage and then we're going to come back and have a conversation about this because this is a very serious thing that we really need to talk about so let's roll the footage it's like rotating it's rotating All right, and I'm going to play that again because it's a very short clip. The clips aren't long. For those who are listening to the audio only, um, and hopefully I can get over here and cut the volume down on that. Um, So what you've got is kind of a flying saucer looking at. It actually looks like your stereotypical flying saucer kind of floating around. It kind of shaped like a top a little bit. It kind of moves in a very unusual pattern. It's a very simple black and white footage, and it's described as unidentified aerial phenomenon. Now... Typically, we could easily dismiss this – or the the government, I should say, typically easily dismiss these incidents saying things like, oh, you know, maybe it's mess up in the camera, mess up in some piece of technology, some sort of mechanical error. But the government's come out and said, no, we actually have no idea what this is. So it kind of allows you to rule out some of the more kooky explanations of stuff. But when it comes to faith, a lot of people – when they think of scripture and they think of aliens and things like that, they take the ancient aliens route. They open up like Genesis six and say, you know, there's the sons of God mixing with the daughters of men, like crazy stuff. And they'll go to something like the book of Zachariah and be like, so you've got this scroll flying through the air. That's really a rocket. They go that Avenue. But in all honesty, this is a serious conversation we need to have. So I'm just going to open this up for us to have a general topic on this. Um, If aliens are real, how do y'all think that would affect the faith? And Just give me a few short thoughts on this because Mm -hmm. I've got some more pointed questions. So just your initial thought on that. You don't have to go into great detail, but initially your thought on that.
1: Um, I think as far as kind of faith or belief in God, I'm not sure it it affects anything greatly um, because kind of like if God is in charge, then God is in charge. Um, Even if it, because obviously God's, power extends beyond our ability to understand it um i mean we've gone through centuries of exploration where we have discovered lands and creatures we never would have imagined a hundred years ago or hundreds of years ago um but also i just um but i do think it does affect the faith in the sense of kind of the hysterical unknown part of humanity that just wants to freak out so um that it does need to be addressed like you said
0: yeah and building off that if God is the God of all creation, and it's already, we, we have known that all creation is not just earth. Heaven is obviously separate from earth. I mean, scripture has been distinguishing those two for a long time. Um, it's not that plausible. But at the same time, people are always wanting to question religion. Um, even without this, they don't need that to be <laughs> mad at the Bible. We always have people who say, well, I don't want to be a Bible thumper. Everybody that holds to biblical orthodoxy at all is a little bit of a bible thumper and nobody likes a bible thumper because nobody likes to be held accountable so there's already built into human behavior that we want to reject religion so this is just an excuse that for something you're already wanting to do so but at the same time there is a serious questioning of everything we know may be wrong so there's a push pull dad what are your thoughts on this
2: pastor mike well you know god is the creator of the universe and and uh, j- if there is uh alien life or life from other You know, planets or anything of that nature. Uh, That what's to say that God didn't create that too? And so I think there's some type of misunderstanding or preconceived idea that if there is aliens, then there is no God. That is not true. God is a God of of that creates out of love, and you know, just because He created this world. We cannot box God to say that He didn't create in other other ways in other areas. I, uh, you know, do I know? No, I don't. But I, I would say that God is is a loving Creator.
0: Yeah. Let me, um, <clears throat> y'all, forgive me. Forgot to take an allergy tablet today, so it's not the the billowing clouds of corona <laughs> infestation in the studio, um, which is a joke. We are clean in here. To to Pastor Mike, if We look at Scripture. Is there anything in Scripture which would clearly say God stopped creating here with this material earth?
2: No. No. In fact, I think the whole part of being a new creation um, by accepting Christ Jesus is not just about the actual individual that receives transformation as a new creature, but the it all of a sudden it opens up and you are able to view the whole world in the sense that it's that it is being reconciled through Christ Jesus. Sure. And so Pastor
0: Amanda, I'm gonna go through some some serious questions I want to talk about. Okay. Um if we look at this and say there were aliens, they came. Mm-hmm. See we, we have moved beyond being Fox Mulder and Dana Scully and like the <laughs> aliens are here, they show up in their flying saucer and they're off to talk to us. What if the aliens actually generally look like us? Would that not support the issue, it, the whole notion that we are created in the image of God?
1: Um, you know, I,
0: I, I and I might throw in there, have a similar morality.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's more than what their kind of physical attributes would be. um, Regardless of if they kind of look humanish or not. Um, Because, you know, God is not a giant human. Uh, That's not what it means to be created in the image of God. And so, but yeah, if there's some kind of moral accountability, some kind of uh, agency, uh, the ability for change and growth, um, the ability, obviously, if they're able to create a machine that allows them for interstellar travel, there's a level of intelligence and... um, integrity that would allow them, I think, for us to say that they are, although different, they are still created in the same image.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a huge chance that God's fingerprints could appear on people differently. Pastor Mike, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that, if they look generally like us?
2: Well, I think we always fall short if we want to place our attributes and our uh, limbs, our physical body on God and understand that that God did take on our uh, flesh and blood in Christ Jesus. However, the image that we're created in is a image of a God who is righteous. It's about having the heart and mind of a of a loving God. It's not about, you know, physical images because before you know it, you start going down a road of discrimination of whether it be gender, you know, hair color, whatever you want to go. It is about a heart of love and justice um, that I find.
0: Well, I'm going to take this in a little bit different direction. Um, And again, this is the theological debate people (laughs) need right now. Um, It may not be the one that we deserve, but it is the one we need right now. Or however the Batman quote goes, whatever. (laughs) So when we... If we were to find aliens and they looked generally like us, Mm -hmm. and I mean the same general, like you can take a dog, you can take a jaguar, you can actually take that jaguar and caiman we had earlier. Their bone structure is obviously quite different, but also it's very similar. They have similar internal organ layout. They all have a, they have a jaw, they have two eyes, nostrils, you know, they may function a little bit different, maybe tuned slightly differently, but there's still a genetic structure and substructure that's fairly similar, And when you actually look throughout um, life as we know it, there's even the whole idea of being an organic carbon-based organism. And and I think the more that a creature looked like us, the more it would be evident and easily to point out that the fingerprints of a, a common creator is found, even though these two creatures have no connection across a, a galaxy or however far it may be.
2: Um, I'll give you a little pushback on that because—and this is critical thinking—I personally think, you know, the the God has created us, which what separates us from, I think, a lot of animals or all animals is the ability to reflect and differentiate— uh, right from wrong at such a great level, and sure. to do self-reflection. I'm not saying some animals can't on a on a, and they can on a minor level, and I think even that that pets can grieve. I I, I really believe that. Yes. But we have such a level of being able to grieve and all of the emotions and everything that we're we are truly created in the image of a God that is much more than physical. But it is it is the Problem-solving skills, and I know there are animals that can problem-solve, but at the level of the human being is uh, is totally not on the same level. Yeah. Well, just to clarify myself, which look, I'm totally fine with disagreement, Mm y'all.
0: But my point is, I think it would be you're less likely to see people question religion the more they look like us physically, um, than you are if they if there's like a moral equivalency, but you know, it looks like an octopus. Or something like it, that. If it
2: looked like an octopus and it still was able to reflect and and do the same things, though, I, you know, I'm I'm saying that it it could still mm-hmm. be, um, you know, it could still reflect some image of God, even though it does not have the physical qualities we do. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. to agree with you, I think most people could make that connection better if it did look. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm coming at,
0: Pastor mm-hmm. Amanda. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah. No, I think that's what. You know, I was saying earlier with just kind of the hysterics of like, oh, no, our world's falling apart. Um, <laughs> I think we talked about this a little bit last week or a couple weeks ago about some different biblical discoveries it may have been two or three weeks ago who knows with the quarantine i don't know what day it is no one does it's okay um but like we were discussing the things that happened a couple weeks ago could have happened 10 years ago we don't know but anyways in a previous episode we had discussed about some uh biblical discoveries that were happening and just how people were freaking out like oh my goodness my faith is totally undermined because some historian found this fragment of this you know Letter that said something about Jesus, and he, we we just we wig out at the smallest of things, and so the this
0: route of turn didn't give me the result I wanted so.
1: right, you know, um, and it's just it's insane, so I could see how this would challenge some people's faith because we often like Mike, pastor Mike said, we put God in a box, we put our faith in a box, um and and so we do kind of like, oh no, what are what's supposed to happen if the aliens drop from the sky and <laughs> To be honest, with all the insanity that's happening in our world, our biggest threat is not if aliens are coming to check us out or not. Um, I think, you know, we were talking earlier. I said the scariest thing to me is not the fact that these could be extraterrestrials. The scariest thing to me is that these are unidentified and unknown objects that our own military has no idea what to do with. The scariest thing is that there's a human being somewhere (laughs) out there plotting something. Now, maybe it's just to be weird. Um, maybe it's just a prank, yeah. but odds are it's something very nefarious mm-hmm. and very scary, and that should that should terrify us more. Mm-hmm. But even if it is, whether it's a human being behind the, uh, the wheel or an extraterrestrial or Bigfoot or whoever, like it 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 does help quite us put us in an unsettled place because sometimes an unsettled places is where we grow the most and where theology can best teach us. But being in that unsettled place, do we run to what we think we know and what we can contain and control and manipulate, or do we run into the unknown, knowing that there's a God who's already been there?
0: Yeah, and there's some. That's where you really get into the human psyche and how we respond to situations.
2: But I I, I don't have the statistics. Um, I could probably look them up and find them. But there's a tremendous amount of people that that do believe in and uh, UFOs. Now with that being said, there's a tremendous amount of unidentified flying objects or what? what is the, what are they calling it? Unidentified aerial phenomenon yeah, for the,
0: those of us who are in the loop, but no, UFOs. Yeah, 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 but for all the people who want to keep
2: changing the language, UFOs. Well, I, but either way, I mean, it. That is not to say that this is alien life. Mm-hmm. The, the, this is still saying this is a phenomenon. We're not sure what it is. It's flying across. We're capturing it on on this. You know, it is and I think if you look at the the actual video, the question becomes: Is this a infrared? Not infrared, but a heat sensitive. Is is this truly, you know, image reflection of of uh, video? I think it's. Uh, Heat. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's heat. Okay. Well, either exa- either way, I think it might th- be. Th- the thing about it is, it it is a phenomenon that we don't know what it is. They're not saying that this is alien <laughs> life. Uh, and if it and if it were, but there is still a tremendous amount of people that have seen enough things that we're not sure what it is flying in the air that I don't think it's as, as um, um, a big of a shocker to a lot of people. That's true. We we have
0: endured so much that it, almost nothing is shocking anymore but imagine this, if if the alien spaceship lands and it comes off then it's like hi, my name is St. Michael and here's my friend St. Gabriel uh, I think if that were to happen um, either the ancient alien kooks on the History Channel, they're either all wrong
1: or they might have a little truth to them
0: <laughs> they, they might, you know, you know what
1: no, I'm <laughs> not going to give them that
0: no, no, no I'm not going to give them that alright, well, we'll be back um, we hope that there was something of substance in that conversation. I, I realize that we're probably like a bad segment of the 700 Club around here. Um, but hopefully there was some serious conversation there. Because I, I do think there is a problem where a lot of people, and I know I'm past my segment break time. I'm going to get fired from my own job by myself. There is a element of the human species where we, we look at ourselves. We look at our own behaviors where part of us, whenever we see something, we kind of that impulsive fight where I want to go out and seek the unknown. I want the adventure of it. But then there's another part of it that says the, the wisdom prevails that says maybe it's an illusion that it's so different. Maybe there's actually material facts that this is different than anything we've seen before. But it's going to be some of the same principles, the same behaviors. A lot of the logic we've had before is going to apply. It, well, there's a reason that
2: people like to watch Finding Bigfoot. and There's a mystery. We hmm. want to see if he's out yeah. there. We know that they're not going to find him. But we still want to watch it. Yeah, the mystery is Well, with
0: that, we're going to go ahead and we'll be back in a moment with a Bible study, and it will tie back into this some. But thank you so much for joining us. And thank you again for joining us. This is Kingdom of the Lagos with myself, Pastor Jay Dylan Proctor, Pastor Amanda Sparrow, and Pastor Mike Proctor, all coming together from our various nazarene churches to bring you christian programming of critical thinking and adventure and I hope there was some critical thinking going on today. (laughs) I I realize I'm I'm just going to be fired from myself. I used to joke that Dan Spross, one of our professors, would fire me. I think I'm just going to fire myself. But nonetheless, we're here to have a Bible study, and we really do hope you enjoy our programming. If you do enjoy the programming, one of the best things you can do to help us out is just to share our content. Send us a a comment if you would like on our videos. We're on YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes. You can download our podcast, carry it with you. There's a lot of ways you can access our content. We have a website, We're working on publishing things and things of that nature. And if you would like to help us out monetarily, you can do that at patreon.com slash kingdomofthelogos. But that is not necessary. If, if you just want to come here and enjoy chill out with us, please do. Um, we're not here to replace your local congregations, but to be supplemental Christian programming and hopefully have some fun injected into our world. But now for something that's quite serious. Let's actually get into a Bible study. We're going to be going to the gospel according to St. John chapter 10, verse 16. And this, it can tie back into our conversation about aliens if we we want it to. But really, this is a scripture which causes us to look at the world. I know there's a lot of people in our day and age who wonder, is Christianity really the one unique set apart truth, especially for people who may be new Christians, maybe people who are just having that dark night of the soul. They're looking at themselves and they say, well, is Christianity unique? What if I become a Buddhist or a Hindu? Is that, will that also take me to that ultimate good? Will it take me to that utopia of the kingdom of God? Those, those questions come into people's minds. And there's an interesting scripture that I want us to look at today, which can play into that, or it can build us up and remind us that Jesus truly is the Messiah, the true Son of God, that is the Word of God incarnate. He's the only and absolute truth for eternity. And the question of whether it's going to play into the dark night of the soul or it's going to affirm really boils down to how much are we willing to look to God for revelation? And how much do we just want to let ourselves be our own idol, our own source of revelation? Because if we allow ourselves to be, you know, I am God. I am the God of my life. I will erect the golden statue. And when I play the orchestra, you bow down to it, everybody around me. And if not, I'll throw you into the fiery furnace. And who's the God that will save you? We want to be Nebuchadnezzar. And God doesn't want us to be Nebuchadnezzar. God wants us to be transformed. And he even wants people like Nebuchadnezzar to be transformed. So let's read the scripture. John chapter 10, verse 16. And then I'm going to throw some questions to my um, good friends here in the studio. Um, John chapter 10, verse 16. If I can speak. We are live. John 10, 16 reads, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen, and I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. So in this scripture, we have Jesus speaking and he's saying, I have sheep of another flock, essentially, and I want to bring them together. So I'm going to throw this to Pastor Amanda first. Pastor Amanda, what does it actually mean for there to be sheep of another pen? Because there's a lot of ways you can look at this. Mm -hmm. You can look at this and say, maybe there are people in the house of Israel who are interested in Jesus, but they haven't made that decision yet. Or maybe they are groups of followers, like you've got a a group of Christians over here, a group of Christians over there, followers here, followers there. Kind of like we have different churches in the modern day and age. And Jesus is saying, look, instead of having a church over there and a church over there, why don't you merge and have one building? Um, is this talking about a merger? Or is this talking about something like there are people of a whole nother faith, like there are people that are Hindu who don't know who Jesus is yet? Or is there something even more cosmic with the the angels and the aliens and you know that turns into a rabbit hole quickly but what does it really mean for there to be sheep of another pen are these believers versus non-believers believers versus believers like what is going on here
1: well i think we have to put it in its canonical and historical context so chapter 10 of course comes right after chapter 9 and uh in chapter 9 uh jesus heals a blind man and is then put on trial or the blind man is put on trial of uh because jesus healed on the sabbath and was or is Jesus really the messiah because how could he heal on the sabbath and of course the blind man's response is how could he heal if it was not with God's power and so there's this interesting dialogue going on between the blind man and Jesus and even the religious leaders of the day and really chapter 10 is not a different thought It's not like Jesus went on and a couple days later then began to teach this. This is directly in response to what happened in chapter 9. And so Jesus begins with telling that he is the true shepherd, the good shepherd. He comes through the gate. Everyone else comes, tries to climb over the walls. Uh, They come as thieves, robbers, and bandits. He comes as the good shepherd to give life and life abundant. And then as he continues this discourse, he gets to this verse. And so there is, I think, a sense that Jesus is directly talking to the religious leaders of the day saying, you think you know which pen you're in you think you're it you you are the promised people of god you are abraham's descendants because this also is only like i think in chapter eight is where he has the discussion with them that um Sorry, I'm preaching on the Sunday. I would not have all this knowledge off the top of my head otherwise. But um, in chapter 8, he's discussing, listen, if God wanted descendants from Abraham, he would have brought it from rocks. He really doesn't need you. And they try to stone him with rocks <laughs> because of Jesus' comment. That was in the end part of 8. And then 9, he heals the blind men. And now in 10, he's giving this great discourse. And it really is all connected with Jesus saying, you think you've got it. You think you understand you're the in-group, but you don't understand what I've come here to do. I've not come to play by your rules. You know, he says, I've come to fulfill the law, but also don't think just because you have the law, you've got it. And he says, listen, the, the gospel, the kingdom, is going to spread like wildfire, and it's going to consume the whole world. And everyone who hears this is going to be brought into one fold because there is one shepherd. And so it kind of, to, to directly to Dylan's question, what does this mean? Does this mean believers, unbelievers, people of other religion? It kind of means yes, just to all of it. And, and not in the sense of, of you know you can do whatever you want and you're gonna be saved but it is the sense that God's grace is so completely intertwined in the very fabric of creation And that what Christ did on the cross was so instrumental and phenomenal that it reverberated through all creation, that whether you were Israelites in the first century watching Jesus being crucified, who knew and walked and ate with Jesus, or whether you are somebody out in the middle of an unknown, undiscovered land or planet, uh, (laughs) that God has come and grace has come and Christ has saved. Now, we have to accept that gift of salvation, but that act has happened, and it doesn't matter where you think you are, if you're inside the pen, outside the pen, if you're not even sure if you're a sheep or a wolf, Christ has come for you. And so this is like, Jesus is trying to get those people who are hearing him 2,000 years ago, and for us today to understand, there's something phenomenal happening way outside our ability to control, and we have to give up that control if we want to participate and follow the Good Shepherd.
0: Yeah, um superb answer. You kind of piqued my mind about several things. Uh, Pastor Mike, what biblical principle is really being taught here? I think Amanda took us in a direction where it's not really about who the sheep are. It's about who the shepherd is.
2: Right. Right. And, and of course, if we understand um, Jesus as fulfilling the voices of the Old Testament of priest, prophet, and king, uh, being a shepherd falls more closely in line with probably that king role. And the, the Hebrew Messiah uh, is a title, uh, the anointed one. In other words, this is the king. And also, for Christ, it is a title uh, from the Greek. <laughs> And so, when we talk about Christ Jesus, it is a title that refers to Him as a King. And really, what's happening here is, in uh, John's work is a is a a uh, late first century work. It falls after seventy A.D., where almost every convert to Christianity is a Gentile. And so, what you have here is is a a kingship that says not only is this just for Jews only, but it's for Gentiles. It's, it's not just a nation of Israel coming together. It is, but it involves other sheep. Uh, wherever they come from, all over this world, there is one creator, one king, and one way to salvation, and that is Christ Jesus, the king.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that is certain on this side of Eden, <laughs> to use that same <laughs> phrase as earlier, it's very easy for all of us to feel like we're outcast. And in fact, it's very easy to become an outcast right. on this side of Eden. And it's easy for us to feel like, you know, we're outside of the pen. Maybe God doesn't care about me. You know, I'm, I'm left behind. I've slipped through the cracks of society. Um, I think Amanda's laughing over there, the notion of left behind <laughs> movies. Um, Re- regardless. We, we feel like we are, it's easy to be depressed. And right now in the moment that we live in, it is very, very easy to be depressed, but God does not want us to be depressed. God wants us to realize that even if we feel like we're a sheep in another pen that we're lost, maybe we don't know if we're even a sheep to whoever suggested that earlier, um, god does care about you and he wants to come and live and walk with
2: you well and and i think to add with that you asked what principle and that is that god finds value in the human being as as his creature absolutely it's not about your your background your whether it be you know your ethnicity it's not about you know your intellect it's not about you know how much money you got or or it's it is about knowing That that God finds value as as a individual uh, human being that's that He created. So it's uh, absolutely it it is a beautiful principle there, and and that includes the unborn child. Yeah, Um, you know, human beings, every human being, God finds extremely important. Absolutely.
0: Well, we're going to wrap up our program there. We'll have some final thoughts. And yes, it's always fun for our final <laughs> thoughts where we, we give a few predictions and observations we've made about the world. Um, Pastor Amanda, do you have a final thought on the tip of your tongue?
1: Oh, at the tip of my tongue. Um, oh gosh, I just, I, I think this 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 whole scenario that's going on today or for the last few weeks is very depressing. And, I, and With the
0: coronavirus corona, shutdown what, pandemic. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, I mean, everything that has happened And since 2020 began, even late 2019, and I I saw a meme today that was somebody was like, 2012 wishes it could be 2020. And I honestly cannot tell you what happened in 2012 that was so bad. And I'm sure there were things. I'm not saying I'm like ignorant of life or historic events. I just, my brain cannot comprehend what has happened past yesterday, much less eight years ago. But life, uh what is it? The, the the saying from the Princess Bride, life is pain if anyone tells you differently they're trying to sell you something. Like this is reality. The truth of the world is we do live in a fallen world, and yet we still have hope. Not in spite of it, but just it just still within it. And and so I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna end. The mandate in Nashville has been extended because we've had another spike in people getting sick, and for whatever reasons those are happening we need to continue to be careful and we need to follow good personal hygiene as long, and also hygiene or social distancing and protect our more vulnerable po- populations and et cetera, et cetera. But it is getting exhausting. People are getting angry. People are getting sad. All this is happening. And I think we need to allow ourselves to recognize the state of the world. But we don't have to dwell in it but we yep. do need to be rational we can't like be pie in the sky about it either yep. so my prediction is life is pain <laughs> but god is good and that amen. is all amen. i've got
2: <laughs> amen um pastor mike <laughs> well uh, in the midst of everything that we've watched uh, earlier in the videos and things so there's a lot to, to take in but i think the bible study really points us to that god is king that god is on the throne life is fragile you you don't know when the predator's gonna get come and get you. And there is still great mystery and it it's not to do with just things flying around in the in the <laughs> air, but as Pastor Ben of this pandemic, you know, there are great mysteries that we don't know, and that's okay. God does, and God is on the throne, mm-hmm. and he is the one who gives life and life eternal and that is good news. Christ Jesus, Lord mm-hmm. and Savior. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. Um my observation is that we're in a moment right now that is revealing. It's revealing character, curtains are falling, you're finding out who the man is behind the the green figure in the Wizard of Oz. We're in a moment that reveals.
2: Oh, absolutely. That is it is revealing. Well, Look, and not only that, Dylan, you, you I know you've done some uh, previous episodes on uh, the alligators in the yard, how many alligators are there or not. But I think, you know, with what Pastor Amanda said, you know, that the COVID-19 is one alligator, but look at the depression, look yeah. at the crime rates of domestic violence go, uh, rising. There are lots of things and there are lots of alligators and lots of predators after us. And again, I go back to the same uh, saying, you know, hey, there is a God who loves us. It's, everyone is important and he is on the throne.
0: And just when you thought the alligators were out, you thought you saw the alligators, then a jaguar slips in. He's <laughs> like, I'll snatch up the alligators and I'm coming for you next. Yep. Get yourself, go ahead, eat those extra donuts up there on yeah. your porch because I'm coming for you next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things out there. Okay. Pastor Amanda, could you close us in prayer? I've got a buy seller hold I'm going to close us out with after our prayer, but okay. go ahead and pray for us and then I'll throw that.
1: Let throw us it. pray that. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are God. You are on the throne. So make your peace known to these, your people. And as we go about our day, May we give glory to you, even in the midst of darkness and confusion. You are good, and we thank you and bless you. We ask these things in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Quick my cell a hole question. Somewhere, somebody is saying the Aztec calendar points to 2020, not 2012. by hole.
1: <laughs> somebody. Is it the Mayan calendar or the, or the Aztec calendar? It do, I don't think it matters.
0: It doesn't, okay, <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point. Somebody appropriated
1: ancient culture. Fill in blank here. Okay. Somebody is doing something that the end of the world, and this is hilarious because they made all these predictions for last year, and they like they missed it. This whoever whoever wanted 2020 to be it like is the closest they have ever gotten. Yeah.
0: So is that a buy?
1: I'll buy it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mike,
0: buy, <laughs> big buy. And on that note, God love you. <laughs>